Welcome to the Sports Innovation Institute podcast, located inside the School of Health and Human Sciences at IUPUI in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Travis Smith, a proud sport management alum, adjunct faculty member, and associate editor of the Sports Innovation Journal here at IUPUI. On this podcast, we look to highlight the innovative practitioners and scholars in sports to learn and design Think the Future of the Industry together. Thanks for listening to the Sports Innovation Institute podcast. Welcome to another episode of the IUPUI Sports Innovation Institute podcast. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Marquez about um, his latest paper with his co-authors, Factors Affecting Leaders' Adoption of Innovation, the Case of Digital Ticketing in the High School Athletic Space. So thanks for joining me on the IUPUI podcast. Thank you for having me, Travis. Well, we were excited to get your paper. Uh, We were talking before we recorded that uh, last week I was watching um, Indiana High School State uh, Football Championships, and I, I had just finished reading your paper, and I was thinking you know, throughout the high school football playoffs and, and as basketball season in the state of Indiana high school is, is kicking off, is digital ticketing really just stood out to me of this non-contact thing. So it was a really timely article, and we're, we're glad to have it in the Sports Innovation Journal. Yes. Uh, I mean, the, the, the whole research idea came before, long before we were in this uh, pandemic mode, but it seems like it, it's definitely very applicable uh, and a, a great asset or a great tool that it will be used in, in high schools all over the nation. Yeah. So why don't you just start by explaining what problem your research was wanting to solve and then a little bit more about that backstory as to how far back was this idea in your head and how did you actually come up on it to land on this project in the first place? So as I was starting my PhD, I was actually working with a marketing company called Huddle Incorporated, and they do marketing and ticketing in the high school space. So they have been in the space for over 15 years and they themselves said, okay, we've been doing paper ticket for all this time. It's only a matter of time before digital arrives to the high school space. And it's our decision either to wait for somebody else to do it or for us to go on and, and take on that challenge. Um, and so they were trying to transition over 10,000 high schools that were doing physical ticket with them uh, into digital ticketing. And so there was a huge need for research. Um, I acted as a assistant director of research there. Uh, and we had an opportunity there to, to research not only the perspectives of the um, expectators and what they felt about digital ticketing in the high school space, um, but also as we started to learn, we we're like, okay, this is not a decision that is going to reach the fan unless the athletic director uh, makes the decision to adopt the technology. So we, we saw an opportunity there to, to see what were some of the challenges that the athletic directors were seeing as obstacle to adopt the technology. Uh, and that's why we, we sort of undertook this challenge. So what's, what were some of the factors that you found that were affecting leaders' decisions to adopt digital ticketing innovation? You talked about how the ADs have to be, which some could argue it's probably even above the ADs in some point, but the AD, obviously, athletic director carries a lot of, um, a lot of decision-making power to adopt digital technology. So what, before the pandemic, what kind of factors do you think affected that? I think a big challenge was 
setting them at ease that it wasn't going to be complex. Uh, you have to keep in mind that athletic directors depend a lot on volunteers uh, to help run these events. And so seeing the, the task of making sure that everybody on their staff was capable of running the technology and making sure that the event ran smoothly was something that so sort of had them uh, a little bit wary of whether or not they should adopt. Um, there were some other things that were a concern. This is a, a third party coming in and, and handling your money. Um, so that, that can also be an obstacle, whether uh, the high school athletic director feels a trust towards a, a, a third party company coming in and, and taking in their, their, their income uh, and then transferring that money back to the school. So um, there were several elements that came into play uh, and we wanted to, to consider not only the, the characteristics of the athletic director, uh, but also their perceptions towards the technology itself and then take into account some situational constructs. So whether cost was an issue for them, uh, whether or not um, they felt uh, that that was going to be a barrier, whether they have to make a, a huge investment in order to adopt digital ticketing, which is sort of a big, I want to say a big issue at the high school level where you see um, some pay to play issues uh, and, and just high school athletic departments are struggling to survive. Yeah. Um... I found it interesting going through the paper that you really surveyed a lot of athletic directors. So what was kind of the, um, what was kind of the hypothesis? What were you trying to ask the athletic directors um, that maybe stood out and what was maybe the hypothesis before you actually did the survey? And, and ultimately was your hypothesis of this whole project mostly correct? Um, so we, we initially wanted to um, see if athletic directors had identified the need to change the way they did things. So we wanted to, to see whether or not they felt comfortable with just running a paper ticket and doing the traditional uh, ticketing, which they have done for, for decades. Um, we wanted to identify whether or not they found that th there was a need, uh, it, whether there were long lines um, at their events. Uh, and whether they felt that it, it was affecting the experience of those spectators coming to their events. So I think that was the, the initial uh, part. Uh, we wanted to see if, the, if, they, if there was a need to, to make any changes. Uh, and then from then on, we were like, okay, are there any uh, individual characteristics of the athletic director in terms of like their personal innovativeness that will have a change in their decision-making. So are, are, are these um, athletic directors active on social media? Are they, uh, do they interact with technology? Have they ever used digital ticketing when attending a professional um, sporting event or a college event? Uh, have they seen this technology in action and, and has it sparked any inquiries or, or, of whether or not they should do the same for, the, for their high school athletic events? Um, and then we, we looked more specifically at whether they've had chances to see the technology in action at high school athletic events. So if they've seen it at a regional championship or at a national event, and then uh, looked at whether or not they felt that they, there were any other obstacles. So um, the cost part was very interesting 
because there are some of some um, companies that are offering a, a free option for the school. So the, the fee is transferred onto the customer that uses the platform, but for the high school is it's completely free to use. Uh, yet most of the athletic directors felt that cost was going to be a, an obstacle. So they were misinformed and we wanted to sort of identify, okay, what, what does a typical marketing company that is trying to get a high school on board needing to do, or what are some of the things that they are need to make sure that they point out um, to sort of remove those obstacles for adoption. Hey listeners, a quick message, and then we'll get right back to the interview. I wanted to quickly tell you that the sports innovation journal is now accepting submissions. If you have, or are looking for a place to publish your innovative thoughts and studies on the sports industry, then please consider the sports innovation journal. We are an open access journal and our target audience is the practitioner looking for answers to the questions and problems in their job. And we want to attract and publish researchers that are identifying and studying those questions and problems. If you are interested in learning more about the journal and wanting to submit or sign up to be a reviewer, then visit the link in the episode notes or email Dr. David Pierce, the editor and director of the Sports Innovation Institute at dpierce 3 at iupui.edu dpierce3 at iupui.edu now let's get back to the interview was there um was there a kind of a breakdown that of what types of schools you were all were like maybe size wise or public private or certain states when you sent out the survey would were there any um can you kind of break that down of like what was your target athletic director uh, as far as what the school they were at um, and then uh, if that changed anything was there any insight into that so we <clears throat> we sent the the survey to all types of high, of high schools so we um, we were sending it to private high schools to public high schools small schools uh, large schools um, and the only thing is that we were asking uh, those that were going to participate in the survey uh, whether or not they had athletic events and whether or not they were charging for athletic events. So those were the only pretty much prerequisites to, to be part of the survey is whether or not they were charging or ticketing um, for any of their events. And, and that way we could ask, OK, about their their current processes and then their the perspective of uh, adopting digital ticketing. We also asked them uh, whether they had been offered the opportunity to adopt digital ticketing in the past for their high school athletic events. And that sort of gave us an insight of sort of where they stood uh, in that adoption process. Well, you mentioned in the limitations in the future research section that it would be great value to explore AD decision-making process through a longitudinal study. Why do you think that that would be helpful. And how do you think that might change the willingness to adopt innovation or um, understand, especially coming out of COVID-19 maybe, of how those things would change? What is What does a longitudinal study kind of give to you as far as trying to understand the behavior around digital ticketing? So we found that um, having the opportunity to try out the technology does affect the decision-making of, of the athletic directors and then seeing it in action so seeing whether or not it has um, an effect on their adoption and also once they adopt it uh, and have that first season of digital ticketing, 
Like, do they change their mind depending on the experience and, and what factors are they considering um, to, to make that decision or to reinforce that decision or, or change back to their old ways? Um, we also think that if we, if we take a longitudinal approach, we can also see the interactions between athletic directors and other key stakeholders. We want to maybe see what that conversation looks like between the AD and the principal and what factors are they considering? Are they considering the same factors or is it different for one or the other? Um, and like you mentioned, yes, COVID-19 will have sort of an effect on this. Um, I, I think that the, the no touch um, approach to athletic events moving forward, not only at the professional level of college, but also high school, um, will increase the need there um, for this change. So we'll, we'll, we'll want to see whether that has an effect or not uh, in the findings. Well, you know, what was interesting is uh, as a practitioner, I work in college athletics, but um, I'm always kind of paying attention to the interscholastic space too. And you know, throughout the, here in Indiana, the, um, the football season was interesting because they couldn't have very many fans. So they did have some fans. And so it was interesting to see how high schools decided or how they were allowed to sell tickets. But another thing um, that will be interesting to see play out is they actually did a lot of streaming. And so the state athletic association would allow you to, to buy um, basically a ticket to uh, subscribe, to watch the event uh, on, on uh, your mobile device or your television. And, and so that's just an interesting, maybe new space that people didn't think about that not only digital ticketing, but we might be getting into, if I can't get a ticket, I might be getting into the subscription service. And so I do wonder um, how that is gonna play into both digital ticketing and subscription video at high school events for however, however long that we're limited capacity um, for high school sports. I don't know if other states experience the same thing in Georgia, uh, but that was a big factor here where you're paying basically the same amount of money to view the, uh, the stream as you would if you attended the event in person. I don't know if that's sustainable, um, but that'll be interesting development, I think, too. Yeah, and, and for some fans, maybe they didn't even know that streaming was a possibility. So, like, this has forced, like you say, some fans to look at alternatives. If they want to see the game, they have to find a way. And, and for some events, ticketing or, or attending a live event might not be an option for some uh, people that still feel that it's a risk, uh, they, they would rather see it from home. But like you said, um, these are services that have been offered for a few years now. It, it's not something new, uh, but the consumption of the, it, it, it's going uh, to grow exponentially just because of the situation that we're going through. And, and I think the other thing is that now that people are sort of jumping on technology because they have no other option. Uh, it'll be interesting to see once we get back to some type of normality, if people are want to go back to their old ways and, and would rather just walk up and, and buy a regular ticket and walk in, or would they still continue to, to use digital ticketing or, or will they stay at home and stream it instead of going to, to the game because it's too cold or whatever it may be. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how, um, 
uh, spectators and fans react once some of these um, challenges are overcome. Yeah, it intrigues me about how, <clears throat> excuse me, a global pandemic can really open you up to uh, innovation and kind of force it upon you. And so to get back to ticketing, I don't know if you got the sense that high schools quickly adopted a version of digital ticketing um, that maybe didn't have a subscription software or something like that. And is there any expectation in your opinion that state high school athletic associations could actually force that as a requirement to at least, or at least help install digital ticketing? Because high school state associations here, they, they handle the ticketing for the playoffs, even if it's hosted at, at other high schools. But I wonder if digital ticketing in the future could be kind of forced upon the high schools. Um, it's similar when the NCAA hosts playoffs uh, and there's host sites at the schools that they control the policies for the ticketing. And so that might even further help initiate digital ticketing is if there's some pressure applied from the authorities uh, of their association. Yeah, so that, that's something that has happened uh, in terms of relationships that some of these companies have with say the NFHS, um, and then they themselves become sort of the ticketing partner for specific states. Um, so I know, for instance, Huddle Incorporated, which is the company that I mentioned at the beginning, um, they created GoFan, which is the app to buy tickets online at the high school level. And they had a relationship with the NFHS. They had a relationship with GHSS. And, and, and those relationships sort of the idea is for all the high schools that are affiliated to those associations to use that ticketing partner. Um, so, yes, I can see how um, those relationships and this situation may force uh, some schools to jump on board and, and at least um, try initially uh, some of these technologies uh, at the high school. Well, Dr. Marquez, I, I want to thank you for being on the IUPI Sports Innovation Institute podcast. I, what's interesting is the timing of your paper is, is going to be, it's a good baseline for people to read this as we get ready to accept changes to digital technology, such as ticketing. Um, in the high school space, uh, because if they read this, they're going to understand what the, really the behavior and opinion was uh, before the pandemic, and then they can actually see how it, they can either make their own opinion on how it should, needs to change, or they'll be able to witness how it does change as we see the next wave of innovation in the high school space, because it seems like it hasn't yet caught up with really even the lower level of college athletics as far as adopting technology. And uh, so I think this is a great introduction for people to be able to study that in the future. And I'm hoping that you have more interest to study this uh, after the pandemic as well. Yes, no, definitely. Uh, technology adoption is something that is very interesting. Um, and like you say, this is the, a perfect timing um, to, to dive into those uh, opportunities to, to research that area. I. Uh, I feel that the paper does give sort of a, a baseline and, and gives some ideas of how we can extend some of the literature and, and, and some of the theory behind it, uh, but also bring applicability to it. Um, and hopefully um, ticketing companies and, and athletic directors ca can find um, some interest and, and, and some value in, in the research that we've done. Uh, and like you say, hopefully we get an opportunity to continue to explore 
um, how technologies get adopted uh, in the high school space. 